0: Welcome to the Seasonal Living Mamas podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I'm gonna chat all about why it's important to batch your habits. So if this is a term you're not familiar with, um, batching your habits, I wanna kind of briefly introduce what that might mean. So batching your habits is really simple. It actually just means pairing two similar habits back to back, and that's gonna be so you can get more bang for your buck with your health goals. Um, So for example, tongue scraping in the morning immediately followed by brushing your teeth. So that's one way to kind of incorporate two different habits that are um, both doing the same or similar things. So tongue scraping in Ayurveda is great to do. First thing in the morning, you grab your metal tongue scraper and you scrape your tongue, get all the toxins and ama off the tongue, and then you brush your teeth to kind of rinse all of that from your mouth. Now you can immediately follow that with maybe Um, Another batching of habits. So maybe you go to meditate and then you journal after. So that would be one way of introducing two different habits, but they're around the same time of the day and they happen one after the other. So that way we kind of um, like pruning, if you've heard of that, like we kind of just pair things together. Um, Another one might be like your goal is to have a vegetable at dinner every, every night. So what you can do is, okay, all right, I'm cooking dinner. So I already know my habit was to incorporate vegetables. I got to make sure I have something on hand. And so it's just basically like, look in the fridge, what vegetables do you have? And add that to your dinner. So there's like tons of ways that you can batch your habits, um, depending on what you're really struggling with. I would highly suggest pairing two habits that you might, um, not necessarily like one of the habits you might not necessarily enjoy doing. So for a lot of people working out, so maybe your habit is, Um, Like I know a lot of people will leave their gym clothes out the night before so that's just like an automatic habit of like great I put my clothes on and then I start working out right away after Um, Another one be some people actually sleep in their gym clothes so that way they don't even have to change They got their gym clothes on they wake up and then they go downstairs to work out or they go off to the gym Um, Another one could be like I know a lot of people do this too is on your way to work you stop at the gym and then you go to work. So that way you kind of paired your habits together. So workout, work, it's paired together and it makes it part of your routine. So the more that you can build those or batch those habits, the better off you are at sticking to some of those harder to stick to habits that we try to make. So there's tons of other ways and tons of other um, Ideas of how to create a habit change. So, this is something I really enjoy and I really geek out on. And I have like, I don't know, probably 10 different things that I'm going to kind of go through today. And so, if that didn't stick with you, if you're like, oh, I don't know about batching your habits, I'm going to give you a few other ideas. So, the first thing that you want to do when you're trying to create new habits is you want to change your identity to change a habit. So, for example, if you always say, I'm someone who doesn't work out. Well, if you keep saying that, most likely you're not going to turn into someone who works out. But if you suddenly change your mindset and change what you're saying to yourself and you say, I am someone who works out, that's going to slowly trickle into your life. And you're going to notice I am becoming what I say I am. So if you keep saying, I am not this, well, it's never going to happen because your brain and your body are like, great, I'm never this. So, um, for example, like I'm someone who doesn't like to meditate. If you say that over and over, well, your body's like, why would I meditate? Cause you've told me that I don't like to do that. So you just got to start telling yourself that, and eventually that identity will start to shift. And obviously you have to follow through with it too. So you can't just say I'm someone who works out, but you don't actually get to the gym or you don't actually move your body. So then that defeats the purpose of saying, I am this. You actually have to make some action steps to get there. So that's your first one is really looking at that identity. The next one is identifying that keystone habit. This one is huge for, um, for myself. So for me, my keystone habit, and I'm gonna explain kind of what that is. So for me, it's going to bed early. If I don't go to bed early, I'm not gonna get up early. I'm not gonna go and meditate. I'm not gonna journal. I'm not gonna get centered to my day, which then trickles down to the rest of my day. I feel a little off. I feel um, maybe more grouchy. I just feel just not myself by mid-afternoon. And that would be because I went to bed too late. So often for me, as long as I get to bed on time, and I get a good night's sleep, I'm usually pretty good about sticking to my routine the next day. And um, I feel good energy throughout the day. So what would that habit be for you? What is that keystone habit? So for other people, it might be leaving work on time. So if you're leaving work late continuously, and then you're getting home late, and then you're eating late, um, and then you're going to bed late, and it just pushes everything back for you, your keystone habit might be leaving work on time. Um, or if you are getting to bed early and you are getting good sleep, but you're not getting up in the morning, your, um, your plan, especially in the winter. Cause I know it's harder when it's darker. Um, maybe you sign up for a fitness class, for example, at 6am. I know a lot of people at the, at the studio that I teach at, they do that because they're like, I'm going to hold myself accountable. I've signed in, I've booked in and I know I get charged if I don't show up. So that helps motivate them to get there because they want to be held accountable and that's one way that they do it. So how could you hold yourself accountable to something like that in the morning if you are getting good enough sleep and you just aren't getting up in time? You know, have something important to get up for right away. That also helps. So that is the keystone habit. Now the next idea is transfer a habit to an existing habit. So let's, um, this one is not gonna work for everyone, I'm just gonna preface with that. But what this is gonna look like is maybe you have a quote unquote bad habit. So in the evenings, um, you have your dinner, but then you get a sweet tooth at say 8 PM. Um, and you want to take that away. How can we transfer that sweet tooth to a different habit? So for some people it might be, um, you just crave something. Now this is Ayurvedically speaking. Usually if you crave something sweet and it happens kind of continuously at the same time every day, you're craving some more sweetness in your life. So what could you exchange that for? That would also provide some sweetness for your life. Um, that? Did you have enough play that day? So maybe you didn't explore, maybe you didn't have enough fun in your day that day, and that's why you're craving that sweetness. So kind of looking back and saying, what would I really like to do? Um, Maybe it's just holding a restorative yoga practice, maybe just moving your body a little bit, um, reading your favorite book, watching a TV show. You know, what would be sweet to you at that time? So then you would exchange that habit you're trying to remove for something else. So that is the transfer of the habit or from an existing habit. Now the next one is make it ridiculously achievable to guarantee your success. Now why I say that is you want to start small. So if we have a big, um, grand idea and we're so far away from reaching our goal, um, I, I like to break things down 30, 60, and 90 days because that way we can kind of see, okay, 90 days, my big goal is to lose, let's say, 10 pounds. I was just working on goals with clients. That's why I'm going to use this as an example because it's kind of tangible um, that we can kind of see. So if your goal is to lose 10 pounds, it's probably not going to happen in 30 days, but let's spread it out over three months. And so then, okay, in 90 days, my goal is to lose 10 pounds. But in 30 days, I would love if I could start with just losing three pounds, if that's the goal. And then in 60 days, I would like to lose the um, maybe four pounds and then let's lose the last pound or two um, in 90 days. And that way you kind of chunk it down and you have an idea of where you're going. So that way you don't say, I wanna lose 10 pounds in 30 days, that's gonna be more challenging to do and probably not super achievable. So um, guarantee your success by chunking things down and making those goals into 30, 60, or 90 days. You have an idea of where you're going, but how can you make it a little bit more simpler and easier for your mind to digest and check in with those goals? Because if you're not checking in with them, you forget them. And then with, if you don't remember them or you don't know where you're going, usually we get distracted, especially if we're a vata dosha speaking from experience. um, We can get distracted by things if we are not focused in, especially laser focused for the vatas on what you want to achieve. Uh, The next one is schedule better habits. Put it on your calendar. That's huge. Making sure, okay, I want to, um, you know, I want to start doing yoga. Well, sign up for classes at a gym and put it in your calendar. Um, Maybe you don't want to go to a class, but you want to start at home. Put it in your calendar. You want to um, have a meditation practice, put it in your calendar. I mean, that's really how you have to do. And you have to not break those appointments. So, not only are they in your calendar, you are making sure you're showing up for yourself and for those appointments. Because if we don't start showing up for them, then that tends to backscale our habits and nothing ever gets achieved. Because what can happen, I've done this before where I'll put like reminders on my phone um, for certain things and I just keep pushing it off, keep pushing it off, pushing it off. And then it just becomes just this pop up thing that happens every couple days that I just keep pushing off. And I just don't have any, um, at this point, you know, if it's done that for two weeks straight, I just have no um, get up and go to actually achieve it because I've just pushed it off for two weeks straight. Now, so whatever that might be for you. And that could be um, again, I'm going to come back to the workouts, because I think this is one that often happens with workouts is we're like, "Oh, I should do this," And then we just keep pushing it off, pushing it off, and then we actually don't show up for ourselves. So make sure you schedule it and show up for yourself. Now the next one: focus on the practice, not the performance. So meaning focusing on the practice. Like how can we um, practice the day-to-day? So for those, let's go back to that 90-day goal. The practice is really getting the workouts in, moving your body. So if the goal and that long-term like drive is to lose the 10 pounds, the practice is every day going to bed and on time so you can get up, get your workout in, get ready for work, go to work, whatever that might look like. That's the practice. And now the performance would be like, hey, 90 days, this is it. You know, did I make or did I make my goal or not? Um, you can also, if you're an athlete, you can also incorporate that with obviously your actual performance. If you're going to go play a sport, have a race or run a 5k run a half marathon, whatever that might look like. That can also be all of those day in day out late night, um, you know, at the gym or late night going for hikes before you're out in the woods doing that, um, big race, I don't know what you would be racing in the woods, I guess, maybe if you were doing cross country skiing, but you get the idea, you know, what would that be? What is that performance at the end that you're striving for? But it's those practices that really help that performance, um, you know, become great or not. The next one is the Kaizen approach. Um, and this is small incremental improvements. So instead of doing, you know, we're going from, Hey, I'm doing zero workouts a week to I, my goal is to do seven workouts a week. That's too much. That's a big habit change. Instead, let's make it chunk it down and say, I want to improve by just starting with three days a week. So instead of going from zero to seven, you're going from zero to three. And your goal is just to make those small habit changes. And they might start at just 20 to 30 minutes. And that's where you go. Same thing for a mindfulness practice. Say we're coming from zero and we're super ungrounded. We might be really vata out. So that Vata dosha tends to be the one who likes to live a little bit more free flowy and go all over the place. Speaking because I totally can tell I have a Vata imbalance going on right now and I'm working on treating that, um, which means I, I like having the sporadic energy. I like having the um, cause typically for me, I can tell when I'm in it, I'm just a little bit more hyper, a little bit more energy, um, that is grounded. And so I crave that when I'm out of balance, but when I'm in balance, I don't at all. Like I'm totally grounded, totally in, in my body. So you kind of have to realize what that feels like for you. And so for me, a mindfulness practice right now, being a little Vata out of balance sounds awful, but that's what I need to do because I need to ground myself back into my body, ground myself back into my energy. And so um, it would start with maybe just a couple minutes. Like I'm not going to start with a 20-minute seated meditation um, in silence because that would drive me bananas right now because I'm going from out of balance. I would want to start, hey, let's sit in your chair for two minutes and do a guided practice. Or maybe you just sit for two minutes, set a timer and just practice your breath, you know, inhale for a count of four, exhale for a count of six, whatever that might look like. So how can you incorporate small habit changes instead of going for all or nothing, you know, really that in between is what we're looking for. And that's going to be your sustainable habits. Um, The last one is figure out the other rewards you get from a bad habit. So this one I really enjoy because all of our habits, they have a reward, whether we know it or not. So rewriting those rewards into your new habit. So let's, let's say a bad habit. You know, you have bad habit of coming home, having a glass or two of wine at night. What are the rewards that you're getting from it? Now, a lot of the times, and I'll say this from my own personal experience, it's, Hey, I can relax. Like I won't work. Like if I have my wine, typically I'm not working. I can finally shut down. I just feel like I'm complete for the day. Like I just get too chill. Now that I can also say, okay, well, that's, that's the reward I'm getting from that bad habit. I can also find those same rewards doing a different habit. But if I, if that's my goal to chill, relax, unwind, I have to find something else that's going to do that for me besides just the wine at night. So you can kind of see how I'd have to replace that bad habit, but I want to keep the benefits because I am getting rewards from it but they're not necessarily the rewards. Cause maybe the next day you don't feel as fresh. You don't feel as energized. You aren't quite as sharp. So maybe I don't want that in the morning, but you know, in the evening I enjoy the, the benefits it's giving me. So what else could I do that will help me unwind, relax, and not feel like working? So maybe it is, you know, Hey, let's do a few yoga practices, um, restorative yoga poses as I watch TV. Now, is that going to give me like the super benefit restorative yoga practice of tuning into my body? Not necessarily, but I actually really enjoy that. It relaxes me. You know, I get my bolster out, I get my blankets out, get my mat, and I plop down in front of the TV. I watch a TV show um, as I'm just holding some different poses. And that will do the same thing to me because I'm usually just chilling out, relaxing on my yoga mat. So um, what could be that habit for you? So maybe you have that bad habit that's giving you the rewards, but you can maybe find something else that's going to give you the rewards because that that quote unquote bad habit needs to go. And maybe it is staying up too late. So if you stay up late, ask yourself why. So if you're missing like your 10 o'clock bedtime every single night, you're staying up until one, what are you doing? And what rewards are you getting from staying up until one? And I know for a lot of moms, I know for me when my son was younger, staying up late was, hey, this is my only alone time in the day. Like this is the time I can finally chill out and relax. So where could I maybe find some other time in my day to have that chill out and relax time rather than at like midnight when I should be sleeping. So really go through that list. And you're probably going to have a couple different habits that you want to kind of replace. So, um, you know, maybe you have one glaringly bad habit that you want to replace, And maybe you have multiple ones that you want to replace. Just start with one. So with this list, I would highly suggest, you know, starting with one habit you want to incorporate and then slowly building from there. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Neither are all of these habits that maybe you want to incorporate in 2020. All right. Um, And if you have any questions, feel free. You can find me on Instagram at Seasonal Living Mamas. And I have a free five-day program. I'm super excited about this one. It's Ayurveda for the Modern Mamas. And it's going to go through five days of um, basically some of the ways I've heard from other people about what do I need to know about Ayurveda? So the first thing I'm going to talk about is time, because that's the number one excuse I hear for people when they can't figure out how to build in a wellness practice into their life. It's time. So we're going to go over that time myth. We're going to go over nutrition. So Ayurvedic nutrition. We're going to go over how to find workouts that work for you. We're going to talk about self-care practices. And we're going to talk about one more thing. Of course, and I think I was super excited about this one and of course I can't remember it. Um so you're just going to have to go over and I it's actually in the show links and so you can just find that over on my website um at seasonal living mamas and then just click on blog and you'll be able to see all of the all of the links to the blogs and find the um 5 day program ayurveda for the modern mamas. It's completely free and you can start it whenever you feel ready. Um it's it's really good. Like I I really worked hard on that program, and um, if you do follow it, you might want to take a couple days to do each, um, each day because it is going to be intense, and it really is geared to help you find your new habits around your wellness routine, and it's geared for the busy mama um, and making those Ayurvedic practices that have been around for 5,000 years, making them fresh and uh, relatable to us now in 2020. All right, so thank you all so much in grace and gratitude.